tell me I was building a dream And so I followed the mob When there was earth to plow Or guns to bear I was always there Right on the job They used to tell me I was building a dream With peace and glory ahead Why should I be standing in line Just waiting for bread Once I built a railroad I made it run Made it race against time Once I built a railroad Now it's done, brother, can you spare a dime? Once I built a tower up to the sun, brick and rivet and lime. Once I built a tower, yeah, there you go. All right. now it's done. I don't get it, dude. Like, brother, if mutations were just shit that made you look like the fucking Morlocks, Okay, I get it. Muties are terrible. Die, muty. But, like, these people got superpowers. That's awesome. I think it's pretty awesome. I wouldn't mind being able to walk through walls or change the weather or turn myself into organic steel. Yeah, put them to work. Yeah. That's what you should You should be hiring these fucking people, you know? Yeah. Like, Storm should just be, like, going around alleviating world hunger. Yeah, she, or she, can, she can make it rain or cool shit off or send breezes or make a hurricane go away. Like, come on. Yeah, you would think, like, you know, the National Weather Service would be hiring the shit out of her. But, I mean, and, like, I mean, the government, I mean, obviously the government would want, I mean, that's, like, what's happening. Like, the government wants to, like, you know, hire them and, you know, make them teleport into. Heads of states' offices and kill them and that kind of thing. But that yeah. should be like the predominating thing. Like I don't know why everybody like hates them. Well, man, I would want to be their best friend. It's and a then, fictional like, world. Know, yeah, and then like you know have them like laser beam eye the you know the bully that fucking picked on me when I was in elementary school. Yeah, that's what you should be getting a lot more of. Well, like, so you got your Nightcrawler, and you can go anywhere you want. And the government's like, we want you to assassinate some people. And you're like, all right, pay up, bitch. Yeah. They should be living large. They should be in a fucking mansion on top of a mountain, surrounded by, like, you know, models and, well, you know, pretty prostitutes, basically. Mm -hmm. um, and then, like, the government comes up and says, like, hey, we need you to do this thing. It's like, yeah, I don't feel like it this time. Four million dollars. All right, I'll do it. Done. You know? <laughs> Hold on. Bamf. Bamf. It's handled. <laughs> I teleported into his neck. It was disgusting. Yeah, I bet. Um, hey, James. Hey, Nick. Hey, James. Hey, Nick. James. Nick! Welcome to Dark! Welcome to Dark! I'm Nick Moore. I'm James Brown. And I'm Nick Moore, listening to Dark episode 188. Um, so quick yeah. update that job I've been waiting 
to come onto the market has come onto the market. I have put in my application. Things are moving ahead move at it, a glacial it, pace. No. But fingers crossed. Right. Cross my fingers. On the other and side X. of it, um, Shipped is treating me well. So I can That's dope. hang around as long as necessary. Unless I get like cancer or something. And then, man, I really need a job with decent health care. Right. Yes. Well, they wouldn't, I don't, they, they wouldn't fire you immediately for that. I wouldn't think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got cancer. That's bad for our, our uh, public profile. Yeah, it's no good. What people with. I just wear like a jaunty cap. Well, it's not the cancer that makes your, uh, your hair fall out. It's the chemo, right? Yeah, but I'm going to get the chemo. If I get cancer, I'm going to get the chemo, dude. Yeah, but if you still have shift, you don't have good health care, so you can't afford the chemo. Right. <laughs> then I just die. Yeah, well, they're not going to fire you for dying. They don't need to. I mean, they're going to, like, you know, do the separation papers so that you're stuck in paychecks, but they won't fire you, quote unquote. They don't have just to saying. do that. Like, you just don't, you get paid per run. Oh well, so they just stop you know, making runs. No more money. It's easy on them. Yeah. Easy peasy pumpkin squeezy, lemon squeezy. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. Um. <laughs> well. So. Sorry. Wait a second. So. What? You would just think that I mean on the thing we were talking about before, you would think that most of the or at least you know a good percentage of them would just like hire themselves out to the government. They would just be like, hey, you know, I'm the juggernaut. I can go anywhere. If you wanted me to like help you go somewhere, just, you know, pay me. They'd just be mercenaries, I guess. And yeah. I guess there's a fair amount that are. You would just think that there would be more that would do that. I have a certain set of skills. Well, I mean, maybe they don't want to kill people. I don't know. But it's like, like, hey, just let me make it rain for you. Yeah, I'm not talking about good guys. I mean, good guys have ideals and stuff. But you would think yeah. that there would be like more like... I mean, I guess like, you know, Dr. Octopus has a vision of making some like scientific things happen, whatever. But... Yeah, and I guess there's a whole problem of them not playing well with others. Like, you know, they do a few jobs and like they decide they don't want to do a job and the guy's like, you gotta do this job. And, the, you know, he's like, well, instead of doing this job, how about I kill you? Yeah. Okay, now, I, I understand comics a little bit more now. It's fine. So today I'm drinking a Bloody Mary made with yes. Stubbs barbecue sauce in your honor. Oh, hey. I dig Stubbs barbecue sauce. I have some at home, but the, or not at home, at the work for when I bring um, food into the office and need to eat it. And I was like, I need a condiment. And there's some Stubbs barbecue sauce. But at home I have Rufus Teague. So it's, what is know, that? Rufus Teague. Rufus Teague. I didn't see that. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't remember where I got it. Actually, I think Jane brought this one home. But I've gotten it before at World Market in a smaller container. But See, I, I usually stick to Sweet Baby Ray's. But I thought you used Stubbs, so I picked up a bottle. I did. I think I did. I think I ran out of my last supply of Stubbs. Yeah. It's good stuff, man. It is. It is good stuff. And it's good in a Bloody Mary. I like that. Yeah. I'm still, I mean, I've settled on the kind of a recipe that I like, but, you know, it's not traditional Bloody Mary by any sense. Oh, I mean, 
Well, barbecue sauce isn't traditional anyway. I also put cane syrup in there this time around. But, you know, I, I was actually thinking about it. I have a good friend who, like, really hates Bloody Marys. And so I try not to drink any when she's around. Um, but, like, she... What? You know, it's doesn't... not like smoking. <laughs> You're not blowing Bloody Mary in her face. You can drink whatever you want, James. Oh, you I'm don't like saying... Bloody Marys? Don't have one. Well, yeah, but, like, you know, what if I make out with her accidentally? You don't, anyway. like, you don't like abortions? Don't have one. This is true. You don't like I, crack? I, don't have any. I... I never plan on having any abortions um but i was thinking like do i like the taste of bloody mary's i think it's not like you know when you like do something pleasurable and like oh this feels good but like there's other things that you do you wouldn't describe as feeling good but like you you know you have the feeling you feel good after you do it like you know when you go for a run like when i go for a run i don't go for a run because like oh i enjoy running and like sweating profusely and like hurting afterwards but like it feels like it's a benefit and, you know, or like doing like a fidget cube. It's like you don't necessarily like, oh, this makes my hands feel good. It's just like it's something to do with my hands. And it like keeps them like dexterous and agile. I think of Bloody Mary is like it keeps your, it, it's like exercise for your taste buds. Like, you know, you throw in a lot of, a whole bunch of different flavors. There's like, you know, people that write treatises on like the number of different flavors in a standard Bloody Mary. And even, even a, you know, above standard Bloody Mary. And it's like, you like exercise it and like you do these things to it and you're like entertain it and it's you come away and you're like your tongue is like okay well that's an experience no further questions your honor i i like bloody marys i like bloody marys too i i put pickles in them i did too i dropped a whole pickle spear in mine oh uh, i don't have any like spears but i have stackers so they're kind of limp so i have to like do odd things to get them out of the the glass. Gross. <laughs> well, usually I wait till all the bloody mirrors gone and just kinda like, you know, turn it upside down and go. <laughs> Gross. So, so I was at a okay. Go no good. No no. No, no, I was at a bar yesterday. We were playing not, not, I don't not that I have a problem with trivia. Uh -huh. You know, not that I've played it like seven times in the last three weeks, whatever. Um but we were at a bar last night when we were playing some trivia. And for some reason, well, there was a there was a short circuit question. It was like, what are what was what were the two names of the robot in short circuit? And um, that led to a whole conversation. He he said that it was the greatest movie of the '80s, and like there was like this whole conversation about that. Even when you're being ironical, there's like so many other movies that were just so like yeah more quintessentially '80s than that. Yeah, and um, one thing that happened was like the bartender was like playing music from different movies and different things from the eighties. And, you know, they played like danger zone and, um, ghostbusters. And he also played, I am a real American, which I had not heard in probably 20 years. The Hulk Hogan with thing. Yeah. The Hulk Hogan thing. And I was like, I like burst out laughing. I cut myself off after like through like, ha ha ha. And, um, but like I like could not believe that this song was being played in reality. I was like, "Am I dreaming right now? Is this because this is not something that happens in real life?" It was just really bizarre. One of the only not like sports kind of games I ever purchased was um, the uh, WWF game on NES. On the original NES, yeah, and wow. it had. It had Hulk Hogan had his theme. 
like when he would come out. <laughs> Sounded just like that. But they had all they had uh, him. They had uh, the uh, big boss man, Hexel Jim Duggan, uh, Ultimate Warrior, Andre the Giant. All in eight bit, of course. But like, of course, it was a fun game. I bet. Was Junkyard Dog part of that? Do you remember? I think. I think there I were like remember. sixteen characters. Yeah, I, I couldn't remember if he was uh, ever made the WWF. I mean, I think he did. Pretty sure. Yeah, he did. yeah, he was in WWF. Yeah, I remember him from like Mid South Wrestling and shit. No, uh, Junkyard Dog. Junkyard Dog was in the in the cartoon. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah, like he made it. Yeah. Yeah, I told. Um, I ever tell you I like ran into him at a restaurant in Baton Rouge one time? No, you did not. It was after he got injured. I think he got hit by a car or like a tow truck or something, mm-hmm. and like so he wasn't wrestling well, anymore. I don't know. In a junkyard, you got to. Well, yeah, out. I don't know. If, yeah, I know. I don't know if he decided to retire before that accident or not, but he definitely didn't wrestle after that accident. Um, and you know, we had like I was like, oh yeah, I remember like watching you when I was like you know ten years old, and we you know we go down to the Centroplex. Which is what the River Center used to be called, and you know, like watch all that stuff. And he was like, "Oh yeah," and then like he asked me for money. Um, like he said, he was like raising he was raising money for like some charity for kids, and he had like a a picture of himself, but it wasn't like a eight by ten glossy. It was like a um, a, a, a Xerox copy of a picture. So and signed that for me, and I was like, "Wow, it's rough." Like, yeah, I know. Is that is that a dog joke? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Yes, it was. I told you. That. <laughs> yeah, no, he died dude, like, that too long after that. At least he tried. I don't know. He had something like. There's these kids that wander around, Segan. Um, like they, these three boys that are like walking up and down Segan. The oldest one is like maybe 13, and the youngest is probably 11. But they have purchased boxes of Skittles, and they go around trying to sell them, saying that they're raising money for charity or some shit like it's a bullshit line they have obviously bought this shit at target and are selling them you know for like like five bucks a piece whatever and they like one of them i saw him in a gas station i stopped to get gas and one of them had like a wad of cash in his hand like they're doing good it's yeah. a bullshit line but they're making money but they, they have a product at the very least you know yeah, so um a couple weeks back i went to get dog food at the petco on Segan, and there was a little girl sitting out front selling brownies, like okay. big brownies, and they're all like in, like each one filled about a, a Ziploc sandwich bag, like it's a healthy chunk, and she's selling them for like five bucks a pop. Okay, now it's for like a mission trip to Honduras, which is some bullshit because the kids go to Honduras, they see how awful it is, they quote unquote help build houses. What they're really doing is getting in the way of charity workers and taking selfies. Whatever. <laughs> Life experience. They can put them to use good. Maybe one of the kids does something positive, but then they fuck off. Whatever. I'm sidetracking. The kid was doing something. Like she wasn't just begging for money. She she had a product and it was a decent fucking brownie. It didn't get me high like I had hoped, but not a bad brownie. But again, she had something. Right now in Baton Rouge, there is a fucking plague of panhandlers. They are everywhere. Every single, like, off-ramp and a lot of the, like, uh, intersections. They're just, they're everywhere. 
it's a lot of the same. They're kind of like, there's like a rotation. They're all over the fucking place. And I, I've gotten real cynical because I'm driving around all over the place and I see them. And so a lot of the guys that'll like hang out at the off ramps will kind of, they'll sometimes pop by the gas station, just like that. And, uh, one of them hit me up uh, outside of the Walmart market, neighborhood market on yeah. airline. And this is a guy with one arm. Okay. He's got okay. most of his right arm. Like he's got his, he'd lost it past the elbow. So he's got the little bendy. Okay. You know, and the stub was like, they took the arm off and then they folded it over and sewed it. So he wasn't born without it. Like he lost it. I don't know. Okay. How. This motherfucker doesn't even have a sign. He just stands like usually by the exit to Costco is usually where he stands, but he'll wander around. But he doesn't carry a sign. He just waves his nub. He's just like, ah, look at it. Give me money. Like, that's the lowest level of, like, trying. I saw a guy yesterday who looked like he just got off, like, a shrimp boat. He was wearing work boots. Like, he he, he looked like he had been working. He was kind of a heavy set, like, um, redneck-looking kind of guy. Like, work boots and, like, the work shirt. Uh, kind of dirty, but like, like he had been working and decided that now he was going to do this for the rest of the day. But he was wearing work boots. I just wanted to go, dude. You're so close. Like you've got the work boots on. Just like you know, wander onto a job site. They'll pay you. I I don't like to get cynical about panhandlers, but when I'm seeing the same guys every day for months now, I'm like, dude, you. You got to be staying like at that Motel Six. Like, there's a group of them by the Segan. Uh, they they switch between the Segan uh, off ramps and right by Target. Three of them, two dudes and a lady, and the lady has like the most severe tan I've ever seen in my life. Like, she looks like scorched leather, and usually she's in a wheelchair. I say usually because sometimes she's not in the wheelchair. Sometimes she walks. If she's in the wheelchair, though, the guy with her holds up a sign that says, uh, stranded, wife paralyzed, need money for gas. So this is obviously a lie. Yeah. Um, so do I throw... The question here, James, is do I throw handfuls of change at them? Like, uh, it, the higher the velocity, the better. Yeah. You're like, hey, liar! Like... I saw the lady walk. She, this was some bullshit today. The lady had the wheelchair, and she was still walking up and down with the sign. And I just want to be like, "It's a miracle! What do you need from me? The Lord has blessed you enough." Like I didn't, I didn't check her sign to see if it was like, um, you know, can't walk, please help. Like if she just done the one sign at the beginning of the day and forgot about it and decided she needed to stretch her legs, that would have been gorgeous. <laughs> But there are tons of them. I saw a couple of them get in a fight three weeks ago. Oh, really? Off of uh, college. Like one of them was standing at one of the off-ramps in college, and then another dude and his girlfriend were standing at the other off-ramp, and I guess they were yelling shit at each other uh, because they got into a fight in the off-ramp from the interstate, like right in the middle of it. Like when They met in the middle and just started swinging, and one of them you know, wandered back off to his girlfriend. 
for like like what the fuck dude seriously you know and there's one guy okay there's a dude that looks exactly like childish gambino from the this is america video <laughs> he's wearing the same pants except he's got a black and white uh plaid shirt on but other than that he looks exactly like him i mean dead on hair and everything looks dead on he hangs out in the target all day oh maybe it is him but no it's not but <laughs> but he like he gets there at eight when they open and he leaves at like i don't know when because last because it, it's got to be later than seven o'clock because sunday i got i had a run at eight so i got there at eight because that's when they open and he was there when i took my last run at seven o'clock at night and he just wanders around the store i guess because it's air conditioned but like he he does stuff to look busy and it like the whole the whole illusion that he's there working or, or just shopping is blown because he wears the same outfit every day and he is quite obviously homeless because you know, Donald Glover had a hairdo thing done up for the video. This guy's hair just looks like that. And he's got a beard. He's got a wild ass beard. But he'll come in and he'll like grab a bottle of Powerade, for instance. And then walk around the store looking at the label of it. Like he's like, oh, is this the Powerade I wanted? I'm not, I'm not sure. But like walking with a purpose. Like moving his ass all over the store. Yeah. And then and he'll go to the bathroom for a while. And like you know, maybe he's just like getting out of people's way or whatever. But a couple of times he's been seriously taking like an angry shit. At least I think that's what it is. That's what it sounded like. I haven't heard the sounds of someone doing all the drugs. But uh, whatever he was doing in there was violent. Wow. Wow. But then he was out wandering around again. Like that's all day. But that's not the weirdest homeless dude thing i've witnessed you know in the past few months yeah without a doubt the weirdest is at the cc's in front of the target on seekin there are some tables outside and on one side of it there's just one table with two chairs every day there's this i want to say early 50s heavy set black dude with like um He's clean shaven. He's got kind of that short but neat fro thing going on. And he changes his clothes every day. But at about 8 o'clock, he sits in that chair and he's got a backpack that he puts in the other chair and he doesn't move all day. He stays in that chair all day. All fucking day. And it's hot, dude. It is fucking hot. He was there on the 4th of July when they were closed. Ah. Uh. Like he, he just sits there all day and it's not a shady spot. He just sits there facing Segan, which is the direction the sun is coming from for a long time, a large portion of the day, hitting him right in the face. And he just sits there. Now, at first I thought maybe somebody, he's like retarded and somebody drops him off there. Yeah. And this is where he hangs out, you know, abandoned every day. But he's clean. You know, he's clean shaven. He's putting on, he's wearing clean clothes every day. I mean, he's sweating the fuck out of him. He's got to be. But he's there every day with his backpack. Yesterday, 
After three months of this, yesterday I saw him in Target. He had his backpack in one of the shopping carts, and he had bought like three bags worth of stuff. Like he was walking out, and he locked eyes with me because I stop at that CC's every day to get coffee. So I see him, and I'm just like that. It's it reminds me of a Stephen King story about a guy who goes into his office bathroom, and there's like this old pair of sneakers, and he sees in the bottom of the stall. And it's like there's obviously a dude in there, but the sneakers are always there. And like as he, over the weeks and weeks, the sneakers are still there, and there's more and more flies on them. So finally, one day he like, you know, pushes open the door, and there's like this zombie dude in there. I, I don't remember how. It's like a ghost, some ghost shit. It's like a record producer or something. I, I don't remember. But that's what I'm feeling off this guy. I'm like, this has got to be some supernatural thing. Like he's always there. He's always there. But seeing him in Target. I was like, ah, he locked eyes to me. And he was like, oh, shit. And like walked off real quick. Like, <laughs> like he had ruined some weird ass, the game style mind fuck that somebody's been playing on me. <laughs> it's like the Truman Show when somebody breaks character. Exactly. Like that was the look he gave me where he's like, fuck, I got to get back to my chair. He saw me <laughs> buying groceries. You're not supposed to see me here. Show enough. When I left, he was back in the chair. His book bag was back in the other seat. The bags of groceries, nowhere to be seen. Nowhere to be seen. Nowhere. <laughs> Interesting. You think you've yeah. peeked behind the curtain of some like vast like anti-Nick Kemp conspiracy? I don't know, dude. But he's never asked me for money. There's another okay, there's another dude who who I see on Seeking every now and then who looks like the dad at a barbecue. Like he's wearing khaki shorts and a polo, and he's got brand new New Balance sneakers on. And like a decent haircut. And he's holding a sign that's saying, uh, homeless, please help. And that dude, I have no compassion for. <laughs> uh, the dude's sneakers are cleaner than mine. And I'm like, I, dude, I, don't, I can't buy it. Like unless you were homeless today, in which case uh, I would suggest trying to work something out. Like you, you just you really. Yeah, now's your best chance to like you know get go into a job interview while you still don't smell like you've been homeless for ten days. Yeah, like today. Yeah, that's so what I'm saying. With the, with that, you got going on. Just walk in anywhere before you just tap out. It's like I got fired from the law firm. Dude, like get a job at Best Buy or some shit. <laughs> I, I I saw a dude making his sign. Like this is one of the dudes from the wheelchair trio. They were hanging out under the interstate because it was kind of raining a little bit, and they were working on new signs. They all had cardboard and a Sharpie, and we're working on making new signs. And the dude, I caught it. It's like when you see the street lights come on. You're like, <laughs> I, knew, I knew it had to happen. I just never see it happen. But the dude's like, we finishing up his sign, and then he walks to his spot and pops it out. Now, when the cops drive by, they do a little thing, and they go, whoop, 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 you know, trying to spook him off. But there's a guy on college who's got it down. He's got a backpack on. And he takes his sign and he can do like a magic trick where he like holds his sign up. And if he sees a cop coming, he just slips it underneath the backpack in between his back and the backpack. So the weight of the backpack holds it in place. Right, right. And then just whoop, whips it back out. Slick as all get up. That guy, I would give a dollar to. Just watch him like make that sign disappear. Yeah. Like, am I being cynical? No. Because, like, there's 
like there are genuinely homeless people out there. I've I've seen people asking for money where I was like, you know what? I think this guy needs it because you know I, he obviously has pissed his pants, uh, and those aren't those pants had already been pissed on when he put them on this morning. So like, yeah, let's give him a dollar. But when I see somebody out there like, you know, two months in a row, mayhaps this money isn't going to the right like. When I bartended at Bennigan's, we had a, a group of homeless guys that would hang out by the Blue Bond inter Interstate off-ramp. Um, and they had a camp in the woods by Blue Cross Blue Shield. And that's why they thinned all that out. Like, if you drive by there, you'll notice the, the trees have been decidedly thinned out and all that undergrowth has been cleared out because they had, they had a camp of, like, 10 tents. And the guys would panhandle all day, and then they would come into Bennigan's at night because after 10 o'clock, it was happy hour, and you could get two pints for $2. So they'd come in and, like, they were decent tippers, too. But they did well. And they would work in shifts. Oh. Like, sorry, I had to mute for a second. No, it's cool. Uh, like, you know, part of me is like, yeah, way to go with that industrious spirit. And the other part of me is like, man, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Look at me, hold up a sign and say, like, uh, veteran, um, God bless America, anything helps. And the guy's not a veteran. It's very obvious he's not a veteran. Like, one of the guys, uh, T-Hawk, was one of the, the homeless guys. I called him T-Hawk. And he would, you know, swap out his signs. He would do, like, you know, uh, God bless, anything else, homeless, hungry, uh, will work for food. But he said the veterans always gave got in the most money. But he couldn't do it every day because you know people like remember everything. Ah, oh, yeah. but he said the veteran stuff. You know, people are like, hey, here's ten bucks. Thank you for serving the country. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. But he he couldn't do it all the time because he get busted. Yeah, like a, like a real marine would be like. So where did you know? Where'd you serve? Yeah, yeah where'd you yeah. serve? Who were you with? What company? And he'd be like, ah. Uh, and they'd be like, that's what I thought. I'm going to now stomp you to death in my boots. Yeah. Shit. I don't know if I were a vet, I wouldn't take time wouldn't take kindly to that. It's illegal. That's that's stolen valor. That's prosecutable. Oh, yeah, you're right. Like when you see a guy in a in a military fatigues pretending to be a, a veteran, that's a federal offense. And there's tons of videos on YouTube of like actual veterans going up to guys like wearing uniforms outside of Walmart and asking for donations and like calling them out and be like, Hey, what is that pin right there on your lapel for? What is that for? And the guy's like, uh, that, ah, uh, that I, I'm, I'm not sure. You're not fucking sure. And like just going off on him. Like, I'll tell you what it's for. And it doesn't go with the other, the rest of your fucking outfit. You're jacking your pants from two different fucking divisions. Like what the fuck? You know, just, just tearing yeah. down. Chasing them off. So yeah, like that's some bullshit. But if people are just begging every day and not being violent about it, should I want to spit gum at them? I mean, it's okay to want to. The question is, is it okay to do it? I guess should I be doing it every day, James? Is the question. Like that's a lot of gum. I am running out of gum. Yeah. You, 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 because I spit you, a fresh wad every time I drive by. Are we still talking about gum? 
Yeah, mostly. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't know. Because there's like this part of it is like, you know, if they're genuine, you know, which is for some reason, I'm, you know, it's, I don't know what the percentage is. You know, I know that there are some genuine people that are out there that like, you know, are begging for, if not noble reasons, and, you know, at least not malicious ones. I mean, if you make me smile, like whenever I see a guy holding the sign that says, bet you can't hit me with a quarter, I always throw a quarter. <laughs> that's fantastic. That is good. I mean, that's that puts a smile on my face. I'm like, you know, the dude's like, come on. And he's got like a little target drawn on it. Fantastic. You know, it's there's something to it. Yeah, it's like a game of chance. He's, he's an entrepreneur at that point. He's like a carnival barker. Yeah. She's like, hey, you're stuck here at the stoplight. Throw a quarter at me. I'll hold the sign. You just try and hit it. And, I'll, and he applauds. If you hit it right, he's like, yeah, way to go. Yeah, good job. Good for you. That I can get behind. But, like, I've seen a lot. They're supposed to be like a church group or something. And they hang around on airline by Goodwood. Or, or I mean, by old ha- airline at Old Hammond and airline at Segan. And they're just. It's like, you know, usually groups of six or more. And they're all wearing uh, neon vests. And they just have buckets. And they say, help uh, starving children. But they don't really explain how or who they're with yeah and so i don't give them shit i'm just like what that's some bullshit right there maybe or they consider themselves maybe they just consider themselves children of the world and so they're like help starving children i'm really hungry right now so give me money yeah i don't trust it no or i like, don't it's rationalization yeah or like groups of kids that are like um uh help our basketball team get to nationals but do give me a car wash like, dude, <laughs> like come on we used to do shit in my youth group where we, we did free car washes. Yeah. We would like, they and it was some fucked up shit because I'd get the, the girls to hold the signs that would say, free car washes. And then they would pull up and it's just a bunch of teenage boys washing their cars. Yeah, it's not like that scene in Cool Hand Luke at all. What's that? Where the, 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 the was it the warden's wife is like, you know, like the chain gang is out there, and then like there's this woman over here washing her car in like this uh, polka dot bikini top and Daisy Dukes, and she's like getting like the car wet, and she's getting herself wet. She's like, there's a particular image of her like um, the camera angle is from inside the car, and she's like you know pushing her breasts up against the window, and you know like all the all the guys on the chain Marvelous. gang are just like, oh god, I'd like to give me some of that, you know, you know. Meanwhile, like the prison guards are like watching them, so they can't like do a thing about it or anything. And they just keep talking about it and talking about it. Yeah, yeah, but they were basically using teenage flesh and teenage muscle to proselytize. So the people would get there and they're stuck for like 10 minutes while we poorly wash their car. Bait and switch. Yeah, and then like the deacons would try and like get them to come to church. It was fundraising. How old were the girls holding the signs? Like youths, like under 18 for sure. Yes, teenage yeah. girls. Yeah. Oh. So maybe the dudes that would be drawn into that, drawn in by that shit, deserve to be chatted up about Jesus for 10 minutes. Yeah. By some other dudes who knew that putting teenage girls out there would get other dudes to pull in to get their cars washed. My childhood was fucked up, James. No doubt. 
motherfuckers. Hmm. So you were talking. We were talking about uh, junkyard dog earlier, and I was trying to figure out when exactly he died. He actually died of a car accident. He like died in a car accident, but I'm pretty sure he got hurt before um, that because he like stopped wrestling about five years before he died. I think I met him in '94. He was chasing um, cars. Yeah. Well, he he, st he stopped in '93. I think I met him in '94. He died in 1998. So like I accidentally I went to his I was meant to go to his page, but then I came across this list of premature professional wrestling deaths. Yeah. This is not a short page. This is not. There's this is not a short page. There are a lot of a lot of premature professional wrestling deaths. There's like it's in subsections of uh, you know un the ones that are under 20, under 30, under 40, under 50, under 65. Um. Yeah, mortality rates of professional wrestlers are 2.9 times greater than the rate of for men in the wider United States population. They beat the fuck out of themselves. I know, but like, not all of them are like you know uh, complications from a herniated disc or whatever the fuck you know. Like some of them are some of them are head injury during a match. You know, Spider, uh, who was in the independent circuit in WXW, um, died in 2005 from a head injury suffered during a match. So, but there's a lot. They're like. Suicide by gunshot, um, complications from gastric bypass surgery, suicide by drug overdose, shot by police, tuberculosis, acute enteritis, acute enteritis, yeah. Um, like bunches of like random shit. And then like, you know, some people were murdered, like Ricky Lawless in 1988. And I didn't even realize that like Miss Elizabeth, you were, did you ever watch? Um, yeah, I know the, about Miss Elizabeth. Yeah, she fucking died of a drug overdose in 2005. Yeah, at Lex Luger's house. Oh, I just, shit. I'm, I was like stopped watching uh, wrestling pretty much way before that. But yeah, I, I didn't realize that, I, that half of these people were dead, actually. I guess I should have just deduced it. I mean, like, what the chance that Captain Redneck and Dick Murdoch would be alive in 2018? I'm just surprised he died in 1996 and I didn't know. Sorry, I'm just coming. I'm just realizing this because I'm like one of those people. Because um, we have conversations about people, like whether or not, you know, sometimes it comes up as like, are they still alive? And I will assume that they're still alive, and like other people will assume that they're dead. You know, even though we haven't heard. And like most of the time, the people we talk about, like for instance, um, oh my gosh, she played Kai Wen in Star Trek: Space Nine. She played Nurse Ratchet in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Next. She won an Academy Award. What is her name? Louise Fletcher, not Louise Fletcher. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, it's on the tip of my tongue. It's driving me crazy. Oh. Uh, fucking. God damn. God damn. Yeah, Louise Fletcher. Is that what it is? It's not yeah. Right. Louise, no, it's Louise Fletcher. Hold on. Um, I didn't sound right. Maybe yeah, I'm just no, kidding. it's Louise Fletcher. Estelle Louise Fletcher. Yeah, Louise Fletcher. Okay. Um, okay. All right. Just when I said it, it sounded like, you know, murder she wrote kind of thing. But no. Um, but that's Jessica. Yeah. So, like, her, and like, it came out with we weird trivia one time. And somebody was like, oh, was, she's dead. And she was like, I don't think so. Because I would assume, like, when she died, like, that I would hear about it, you know? And, you know, sure enough, she's still alive. Also, quick, quick quiz Henry Kissinger, alive or dead? That's a very good question. He's alive. <laughs> He's alive. He's like 96 or something, but yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, you know, but, you know, I was 
so intensely into the world of wrestling for, you know, I was young. I was like, I, I think I was done with it by the time I was like 14. So I don't know. Like, I don't remember exactly what the age was. So I think I quit reason, by the time I was about 12, 11 or 12. Yeah. I think there was, uh, and like, you know, like I said, I saw, I saw like things live at the Centroplex. And I remember specifically, I was watching, I think it was like Jake the Snake Roberts fighting Humongous. And like, there was a guy behind us. Like, every time anything happened, the guy would be like, Ooh, devastating blow, devastating blow. Um, I saw the main match when I went was Ultimate Warrior versus Honor the Giant. And oh, wow. Like, Ultimate Warrior was my favorite when I was a kid. And, and it, as it should be, because I was a child and I didn't realize that he was truly an insane human being. Like, he legally changed his name to Warrior and yeah. he, did, he did motivational speeches. Like, you can see all this shit on YouTube, and he's fucking crazy human. Like, fucking psychotic, crazy human being. He talked like this all the time. Yeah. Like, that voice he did as the warrior was his fucking voice. Like, that, <laughs> I'd like a double cheeseburger and a large fries <laughs> with Coke. Like, that was him. <laughs> That's him all the time. He's dead. He's, he's one of the ones who's died. I don't remember how, but, like, he's dead. Ultimate Warrior? Yeah. Yeah, he had a heart attack, and he didn't die until like 2014, though. I don't doubt it. Like he, he was on all kinds of shit. He was only 54, though. Yeah. Well, he'd been taking like human growth hormone and steroids and crack cocaine for like 30 years. It's amazing he survived as long as he did. Like you can't be 50 and have giant, huge muscles, and I've had those giant, huge muscles your whole life and not taking anything. Like The Rock. Always talks about how like he's all natural and everything. No, that dude does shit. Like he's he's on something. I don't, you know, maybe legal stuff that nobody knows about, but he's on it because you can't maintain that mass all the time just by eating clean and exercising every day. There's he's you got to have supplements. There's got to be shit going into you. And uh, you know Hulk Hogan, uh, Randy Savage, Ultimate Warrior, all of those dudes have been huge since before doctors and uh, lawyers and the police got together and were like, hey, maybe we should not let people uh, make themselves giant, huge monsters um, and, man, you know, regulate this stuff a little bit. You know, like, it's it's wrestling, it's professional wrestling, so you don't worry about performance-enhancing drugs. You know, and it's like, oh, he's fake-hurting that other guy. Like, and I say fake-hurting, what they do is, is it's crazy what they, what they fucking do and how athletic they are, whatever, moving on. They're on shit. They got to be on shit. And you, you that wrecks your body. It wrecks your liver, your kidneys, your heart, your fucking testicles. Like, it just destroys you. Yeah. That said, it's still pretty fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I had that conversation with Sonny Weathers. Like, Sonny is like, oh, I just want steroids. I want to get all huge and swole. I'm like, dude, it's gonna destroy you. He's like, yeah, but I mean, come on, <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be all huge. Yeah, but part of the reason, like in my brain, the logic goes like, you're you become huge, so you're gonna attract the ladies, and then like you know, if you can't do anything with the ladies once you're attracted to them, then what's the you know what's the point? No, I don't know. Like I've never been tiny, so I've never had the the urge to be like, I gotta get all huge and swole. But I can understand if, like, there were some dudes I knew in high school that were kind of skinny. Like, I had a roommate in college that um, 
he was skinny up through his senior year of high school, and then he spent a summer working on the oil rigs and came back, and he was huge. Looks like he had been put to work and fed well, and Ed changed his whole personality. Like he was just like he's like he knew he was big then, and like it, you know, like walk around and he got in fights and shit. But he's because he'd yeah. been scrawny his whole life. Yeah, and you know, didn't take his Spider-Man powers with great responsibility. So you must appreciate power once if you like earn it. But I guess he got it so fast. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what I was just watching uh, Captain America: The First Avenger, and you know, like Stanley Tucci saying, like a man who has known power his whole life does not appreciate the value of it. I would argue that, like, you're going to want to give that power to a dude who's had a little power for a while so that he can, like, deal with it. It's just like winning the fucking lottery. Like, I like to think that if I won the lottery, I would deal with it well. You know? Like, I wouldn't be one of those people that's broken three years. But you don't know. Yeah. I'd love to find out. <laughs> you know? Universe, challenge me. Give me the... Give me, Give me, give me the, just give me, give me like a million dollars, like as a tester. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> just a test. But like you know, people that have have never really had money that win the lottery, and those are mostly the people who win the lottery because they're mostly the ones who play it. <laughs> yeah, they play it. The, they play it the most. You know, so the odds are in their favor. But when you're like, ah, oh, you're a millionaire, and you buy houses and give your friends money and buy cars and like spend like crazy. No, you got a fucking problem. It's like Johnny Depp, like Johnny Depp. Like you think he's like his movies have made like $6 billion globally. Uh, And he's having financial troubles because he's got like a $2 million a month spending habit. Yeah. That would be that would be problematic for most people. Yeah, because he just he gets high all day and spends shit. Two million dollars is low, that's a lot of money. It's like what happened with Nicolas Cage? The dude was like, I want a Tyrannosaurus Rex skull and a castle in France. And now he's like, I got to do another one of these uh, um, shitty movies. Yeah, these was was ones the Left Behind movies. Oh yeah, uh, to pay some fucking bills. Or the drive angry one, or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, and then you got like George Clooney, you know, who sold his tequila company for a billion dollars, <laughs> you know, or or guys like Jay Z. Yeah, like there are a lot of rappers that had the amount of money Jay Z had in the nineties that have mm-hmm. nothing now. Yeah, and like Jay Z was like, yeah, and Jay, yeah, and Jay Z was like. I need to talk to Warren Buffett. Yes. <laughs> like, like he's like, I have millions of dollars. I should invest this and do things with it instead exactly. of you know blowing it on a car and still make music and go on tour with my wife, who I cheated on. Yes. <laughs> Which? How, dude? How? Do how? how do you cheat on Beyonce? How? Like, what kind of dickhole? Like. One of the, one of the, the the side things I was talking to Carol about this last night because I had a couple drinks. Um, but like one of the things about shopping all in grocery stores all day is that mostly I'm surrounded by uh, 
moms. Mm. And yeah. moms, the mom uniform is no longer a house dress, it's yoga pants. And there are a lot of like in shape, tight MILFs wandering around all day. I'm just surrounded by them. very attractive women. And I was telling Carol, I was like, and so that's all day. I'm just surrounded by just gorgeous women in tight, uh, very revealing clothing. And I realized that none of them are you, and I love you. They don't have the package that is Carol. Oh, right. And she was like, "Oh, that's sweet." Uh, but said it with the tone of voice of like, "If you ever cheat on me, I'll remove your testicles." Like I don't cheat on her in my dreams. I have dreams where I will be propositioned by women, and I'm like, "No, I'm married." And I wake up and I'm like, "God damn it!" <laughs> <laughs> like it's a dream. I should have known it was a hot tub with the Andrews sisters in it. Wait, how old were they at the time? They're in their twenties. Um, That's fine. And you know they were like serenading me, and they all had the like fancy hair, and they kept calling me sailor. I should have known that was a dream. But instead, I was like, "Nah, I'll just stay in the pool." And they called me a pussy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, one thing that uh, Dream Dream you even didn't realize, or it doesn't like take into account, is like you know, Carol's a wonderful woman, but she is only one woman, and like the Andrews sisters were at least two, because there's three. three of them. There's three of them. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know if like all of them were there, but yes. I mean, one is good. One, you know, yeah. That's fine. But if you got the yeah, other, I have, I have a re recurring fantasy about the Andrews sisters and the Donnas from the 90s, all in the same hot tub. That's like seven women. Yeah. They're four Donnas, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what I'd do with it. Yeah, like I don't know. It's chasing a car. Like, <laughs> I, I came close to being in a four-way. With like, three women? No, two women and another dude. Okay. But as friends, it's cool. Um, Still make eye contact. It's fine. Like, we were, like, we were skinny dipping in a pool, and it, like, slowly started growing you know to be like this is going to continue into we're all going to be fucking each other territory and i was like you know appreciate it but i'm out um just because i don't feel comfortable with this one of the girls was the other dude's girlfriend too so it, it was him his girlfriend another girl who's bi and then me and I was like, like, <laughs> dude, if, if you want to have a three-way, like, you know, that's one thing. But like, you're, this is me having a three-way where I will probably fuck your girlfriend, and that doesn't seem cool. And later I found out that the chick had herpes, so I was like, oh, good. I'm glad I like... Oh, good. I, I skipped out on that. You know, because as you do. Yeah, I mean... That's fine. <laughs> like I said, people have different views on monogamy, though. We can talk about that next week, though. Different views on monogamy? Monogamy. No, Carol has a very specific view. You could ask her ex-husband, who you know. Yes, I do. Although I haven't He's, talked to him in a very long time. He's a little man. <laughs> He's a wee man. <laughs> uh. 
Yeah. Okay. Before we get into like slander or libel or whichever, it's slander when it's just spoken, right? Is it still slander if it's recorded? Uh, no, that's that's libel. Well, libel is in in print, in right? Print. But if you, I think it's recorded. It's still libel. It counts as voice print. I don't. No, his name's Avery Davidson, and he's a little little tiny man who cheated on Carol, and that she left him. Like this, this is not libel. That's what fucking happened. He uh he he does the farm report now, as as I know. He used to work for WFV. He used to be an anchor, or not an anchor, but a field reporter. Yeah. And he put his dick in an intern, and Carol was like, "Ah, uh, you can go fuck yourself off." And then, then she found me, and she's like, "I like big, <laughs> big funny men." big strap of fun and and then i met him one night at buffalo wild wings for trivia he was with the group and he's a little person and i had a good time shaking his hand with a tight grip <laughs> oh you were such a machismo man well it's just like like when you meet you know when you meet the other guy you want to be like yeah you know more better and i could like pick him up like a baby, and swinging him back and forth, but I didn't. Because, you know, you know, I'm a mature gentleman. Yes. And we all appreciate that about you. God damn it. <laughs> but yeah, that's the other reason I don't cheat on Carol, because she would then go away. You know? Yeah, that's very true. Like, I've never been, I've never been, like, um, led heavily by my dick. Like, like in high school, when people started getting knocked up, I was like, why are you doing this? Pull out. Pull out. Did, did they just not understand that if you, like, you know, do it, A, unprotected, and B, like, have the orgasm, like, inside the woman, that that doesn't, like, incredibly increase the odds of pregnancy and or, you know, well, other stuff, but, like, pregnancy mainly? Mainly pregnancy. Like, how do you not pull out? Pull out. Take, pull your dick. I get it. Leaving your dick in feels great. But uh, you, you pull your dick out. Pull your dick out. Like, what the fuck? Because if you leave it in, then maybe she has a baby. And you don't go to college. Or, like, you know, get to make leisurely choices for the next few years about what you're going to do with your life. Exactly. Like, hey... Pull out. <laughs> if I can leave it's the like listeners with any advice, I can say, pull out. Pull out. Pull out, pull out. dick. Don't be like I did and have the illegitimate, illegitimate son. With the maid. It's ah, embarrassing. Ah, ah. It's ah, ah, ah. He's my shame. <laughs> The maid baby who I have to put to college now. It's like made the maid baby. I don't want to do the expendables again, but I have to. I have bills because I made a maid baby. Pull out. Do it now. Do it now. <laughs> do it now. Pull out now. Pull out Listen, your would, dick out. 
No. I, just, I, I want to have him do a like not exactly like guided meditation, but like you know, like you know, like a sex coach. It t- tells you like when to like pull out, but you have to like be in the room to do that. But yeah, that's good. Good with the pumping, pumping. Good. Now pull out, pull out. Do it now. No. Now. Oh. oh, you ruined it. Now you get made, baby. Oh, give a plan B pill. You have to pay for college. That isn't yours. I yeah, yeah. No! <laughs> That's stupid. Um, hey, James, with that, I'm Nick Moore. I'm James Brown. I'm Nick Moore. You have been dorked. You have been. Pull out! Do it now. Pull out. Do it. Spray on her titties. Spray. What? Don't put it in her vagina. She's got the mouth. Put it in her mouth. It's rude. One half a teller. For you come in her mouth, it's rude. You know, yeah. you can't just say pop goes the weasel. Pop goes the weasel. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, James, I'll see you later. All right, bye. Yeah, bye. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pull out. <laughs>